Welcome to the shit show, Dreadheads. I'm John. And I'm Joe. And you're tuning in to a brand new episode of Spread the Dread Podcast. Joe, what is this episode about? The Hamburg Hooker Hacker. You you stumbled there. <laughs> Your dyslexia kicked in like a motherfucker yeah. because I did a title with three. We're talking about Fritz Honka. Yeah. And the, the fun of thing, Joe, is I actually had to come up with that nickname for him. Because he doesn't have one. I do not and think. And you did great. You I, did. A, thank you. <laughs> B, this is our 16th, like, legitimate, normal, like, weekly episode. episode. Yeah, yeah, our yeah. spreads. Uh, yeah. And this is the first one I've ran across. Now, there's been people that we've talked about who didn't have nicknames that I agree with. Like, Albert Fish, like the vampire or what, like the werewolf of wisteria. Uh, yeah. Fucking weird Bullshit shit like that. nicknames, yeah. But this is the first one that didn't have anything. It's yeah. like Germany was just like, Nick fuck this dude. Right, right. Well, you know, he, he did some shit. But we're going to get to Fritz Honka in a second. First off, Joe, we got we to shout out everybody. Yeah. This is our second week dealing with a, a German... Man, <laughs> cisgendered white male <laughs> topic. We, we, we talked about Armin Maves last week. Yeah. Armin Maves is killing it. Yeah. Everybody out there, y'all oh, broke. Shit, yeah. Prior we to Armin Maves. Y'all broke the fucking metrics. Well, prior to Armin Maves, it was Eileen Warnos, yeah. who, had, who was the number one for like first week downloads. Yeah. She, I mean, and she blew past people. Then we did the Gonzalez Valenzuela sisters. They did fine. They did very well, actually, compared to most. Yeah. But Armin Maves literally came close to like 70% higher for the first week. Yeah. A, we're growing our fan base. We thank all of y'all. That's not because of us. We've ran the same shitty product. Love us. And spread it amongst the other people you think will appreciate us. So thank y'all very much for our. I don't know, like a shoot-up of our fucking numbers at this point. Well, there's a reason why our podcast has the initials STD. Like any (laughs) STD, it's better the more you spread it. (laughs) Uh, But no, seriously, thank y'all to everybody for for feasting upon that Armin Maves episode. He has done gangbusters, and we appreciate it. Now, I agree. I will will submit, Joe, (laughs) that a lot of people know about Armin Maves. He's not so unknown you know for, because of his crime now again go back i'm not gonna spoil this episode for you fuckheads who are tuning in for the first week go back and listen to it give us more but fritz honka this is an unknown motherfucker oh yeah he's very unknown he was even under my radar i'm like who well we found out about him because we had heard of actually the movie based on him yeah. before we ever knew who the fuck like, he oh, was. That's a true story. Who was that based on? Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. So everybody strap in. It's gonna be a fucking good one. But again, but thank for- y'all so much for all of the, the love y'all shown this past week, particularly for Armin Maves. He's blowing it up. Joe, I turn the floor to you because I have no goddamn idea what you're about to say. <laughs> and that's a when the trulies and vodka are flowing. <laughs> That's the best time to say, Joe, take it away. <laughs> so, before we get into this episode, let's hit up the promo swap, motherfucker. Well, okay. We got somebody fucking new. Well, not, not only do we have someone new, and actually, you skipped a line on the note. You've been smashing too many trulies. You went to yeah. number four instead of number three. So, but oh. we'll, that's fine. It's fine. We're going <laughs> to roll with the punches. fuck up this. this, this We're going to roll with the punches. Three. We're going to roll with the punches because our promo swap <laughs> this week it comes from like a legit 
fucking show. Yeah. So like, and I, way any, more legit. Than now, what we got now, going on anybody here. else who's done promo swaps <laughs> with us, you know we love you, but you know who the fuck you are. <laughs> We're in y'all's camp. We're not putting ourselves above you. We are looking amongst all of our peers and saying, "Hey, we know what we do." <laughs> Let's tone it down for a second for a podcast that is like legitness. Yeah. And to be fair, the 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 host of the, the the promo swap this week is True Crime IRL, True Crime in Real Life. The host is Kelly Brink. Yeah. She's been an OG dreadhead. Yeah. And it's crazy because like we actually were able to connect with her personal account mm-hmm. before her actual show account. Yeah. I yeah. th- if I'm maybe I don't know how it happened, but it's like, so it's like I she found us. Up. Um, go ahead. I'm go gonna ahead. say I'm gonna say it ahead of time. I done fucked up because we were already actually talking to Kelly Brink and like we're talking about back and forth about how much we actually liked her podcast and the fact yeah she was like doing this like natural path like fucking lifestyle because she's she's legitimately yeah. like she's like she could be on like TV and so shit. I done fucked up either being drunken or sober it doesn't matter. I didn't realize she had a an account just for her podcast. No, so we were like, talking to her her, her yeah, personal. Yeah, so I fucked up on my. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll hit up Kelly Brink. You're like, it's all good. And then I was like, oh shit. Kelly and Brink I, is the host of True Crime so, IRL. Yeah. So at this point in time, today, literally within the last like I don't know ten hours. I actually finally followed her podcast. Wait, on the Spread the Dread or on your personal? No, on Spread the Dread's podcast because we was already following her. Kelly, I'm sorry, but you know who we are. Yeah. You've been around since. But she's been Too around. Too much vodka, but we respect you. Ke- like, Kelly's seriously. been. She, yeah, she's been around since the, since, since the beginning. And it, yeah. yeah, and it honestly was one of those where she's like, oh, I host a podcast. And we're like, oh, we're talking to it. Cool. Yeah. And then, no, we actually go and visit her page. And we're like, oh, no, we're talking to the personal account <laughs> who hosts. A really goddamn great and podcast. They're like enjoying all her interpersonal posts. I'm like, oh, I love how like you <laughs> I know, love how this podcast puts up that they cooked bone broth <laughs> soup. No, that's her personal. We were just fucking retards about it. And if you don't like the R word, why are you here? Either way, let's get to this. is This is true crime IRL. You can check them out on Instagram because that's where we fucking thrive. Is on Instagram. Yep. At True Crime IRL. We're going to let this promo take it away right fucking now. Hey, everybody. This is Kelly Barron's Brink, host of True Crime IRL. True Crime in real life. Part of That's Not Canon Productions. I'm a lifelong true crime fanatic, and I've gone from being a mommy blogger in Woman's Day magazine to following my true passion, which is true crime. I'm from the Midwest and I cover a lot of cases straight from the heartland of America, but I cover cases from all across the globe, from Ireland to Australia, Canada, and beyond. Each episode of True Crime IRL brings you something very different, from guest appearances from your favorite true crime podcasters to interviews with convicted murderers, crazy stories from private investigators, and so much more. If you love true crime, subscribe to True Crime IRL wherever you you get your podcasts and be sure to follow us on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok at true crime irl all one word until next time lock your doors people bye-bye so once again dreadheads you can even tell from her fucking promo joe she's leagues above us and the sad state of well 
Well, I say Stad State because I haven't. I honestly don't know if I've ever visited True Crime IRL's Instagram. Really? I don't know. I I thought Kelly's Instagram was the Instagram, so I'm I'm fucking mind blown. So, so crazy enough, like I said, I started. True Crime IRL has to have way more followers than us, right? Probably. I she, Kelly I, I, is slumming I, the fuck right now <laughs> by even sending us an audio file, and we're doing a promo swap. She's putting our fucked up promo on her show. She's bringing down the class. <laughs> but because, again, Kelly, you know, we've been around, you know, we've been chit chatting since the early days. Kelly, she acts, you know, she likes, she's a real journalist, I would even dare say. She likes to slum More so it. than us. Fuck yes. Uh, there's people I've given change to at a fucking intersection who's a better journalist than fucking I am. <laughs> Kelly's slumming it by doing this. But again, if you obviously now you should go dreadheads. You need to go subscribe to True Crime IRL. Any major podcast platform, you can find it there. And then again, follow her on IG, Twitter, Facebook. At True Crime IRL and TikTok because we're not on. No, that, we're not on is. TikTok. We're not, we'll, we would get banned immediately. She's way prettier. <laughs> well, I think you're gorgeous, but she she is a very handsome woman. <laughs> I don't know how to say that in in 2021 without getting canceled. So I don't know. She is a remarkable human. There you go. Should she identify as such? I don't know. I don't know her pronouns. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, you should go. You should go listen. A, you should go listen to True Crime IRL because you're going to get all kinds of information and cool shit. But when like well, you're. Uh, but she's actually currently, and I found this out today, that she's actually been talking back and forth with a private, a private investigator going against the the John Wayne Gacy case. Whoa. Yeah, and actually kind of like divulging new information per that case. Like, dude. like Because she's legit and we're yeah, not. Like, that's so the much thing. more legit. If you want to be like, you know what? I'd like to hear about serial killers with someone that talks about fisting and says the F word a lot. Boom! People. You're on the right. But, but you should go fuck. Even if you don't like the kind of stuff <laughs> True Crime IRL does, you need to go ahead and follow Respect it so that, that when shit. your highbrow family members or friends come <laughs> over and they're like, oh, what's he, gonna, what's he or she going to play now? You can amaze them the fact that you're listening to something nice and cultured like True Crime IRL. And I promise you, Kelly Brink is a fucking dreadhead. She's a fucking legit journalist, but that broad fucking throws down with some sick-ass humor. We love her. You'll love her. Go check out True Crime IRL now. Now, Joe, real quickly before we get into the episode, because you decided to skip a step. You went to four instead of <laughs> yeah, three. <I> uh, <laughs> Joe, if they are, I'm sure they're all confused now, but let's say it's their first time or they're drunk and high like all of our really good fans are. Where is the one place they should go to take care of all of their Spread the Dread podcast needs? Motherfuckers, I got you. Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. What are they going to find there, Joe? You are going to find direct links to our social media. Yes. All the most popular podcast platforms. Yes. Plus YouTube and BitChute. You remembered it this week. (laughs) That's my girl. And... Joe's been doing some, A, the website you see right now has been done by Joe. 
which is better than I could do or any of the rest of you motherfuckers. It's and no one's great, ever complained. But I'm doing whatever. My best. But she's she's revamping the website, mm-hmm. getting ready for the launch of the Spread the Dread store and donation tier. We're not going to do Patreon. Patreon takes way too much nope. from their people. Yep. And to be fair, the biggest draw of doing a Patreon is that we're going to do like exclusive shows or exclusive clips for y'all. We're busy. Joe's in RN nursing school. She's busy as fuck. I have a full-time job. We have kids. We can't give that to you. But what we can do is give you free merch and shit like that for the donation tiers. So hold your horses. I'm hoping, honestly, and, and, and I say this legit, I think by the next episode, it will be ready. Yeah. If not, yeah. Yeah, 100% by the episode that. Joe's been crushing it with designs. We've got like four or five or six t-shirt sticker designs. We got some great tears. I'm trying, y'all. <laughs> She's doing amazing. All the artwork you see here, Joe did, except for our Billy and Mandy mm-hmm. images, which we got off of Fiverr. I wish I had that guy's name. <laughs> I never have his name burned into my memory, and I should. He did a great job. But everything else is all Joe. Joe, I, and I'm telling you, you can look, you, I, I, I'm not even knocking, I'm not even talking shit, Joe. We, we listen to podcasts religiously, a bunch of oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, people who get 100 times the amount of plays a week that we have, their shit does not look as good as ours. It's not, as, it's not formatted correctly. None of that stuff. That's groovy. They've caught their net. But we are at least... The best goddamn looking shitty podcast that has ever existed. <laughs> and that's because of our fucking co-host, Joe, with her BS in psychology, becoming a nursing student. She's killing it, but we're, I promise you, we're going to roll that shit out for all of you. And I promise you, if you have donated prior, because some of y'all haven't, we're gracious. We are going to backfill whatever oh, tier, you, whatever tier you fell in. So we've got one or two monthly people. Yeah. Now, the tiers are only going to apply to one time or monthly. You're not going to get that shit every month. Yeah. But if you sign up for the yeah, monthly thing. Yeah, I don't know how thing, that shit goes. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, there's, not, there's nothing we can do about that. But I promise you, if, if you've been gracious enough to donate to us, we are going to honor that shit on a backfill. Whatever tier you fell in, we're going to handle that stuff. So even without the tiers... You can go to spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Our PayPal button's up there at the top. Everybody has PayPal. We're all part of the fucking New World Order, whether we like it or not. We all have fucking PayPal accounts, so it's there. The revamp. I say you what? buy crypto through PayPal, so I know y'all are in it. Hey, well, you're about to get into some real shit right here. But spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Always hit us up on IG, Facebook, and spreadthedreadpodcast at gmail.com. Plus, Snapchat. Yes, I never remember it because I, I don't have it. Go ahead, Joe. I take know. the floor. At STDpod at Snapchat. You immediately got red flag. Because I asked her when I, I saw it, I was like, what? we're supposed to put Spread the Dread podcast for everything, so it's nice and uniform. I was like, what the fuck did you do? She was like, well, for Snapchat, that was too long of a name. Yep. I was like, okay, so Joe, <laughs> being her Jonas, said, oh, STDpod. So I promise you, I can't wait for someone who has no idea what it is the fuck we do here. They've never heard of this podcast. They have one of the most rancid combinations of sexually transmitted diseases you could imagine. And they think it's like 
the pod is something like a quarantine bubble in the COVID, the post-COVID-19 era for people with STDs. And Joe just gets the most rancid-looking <laughs> genitalia picture ever. And I hope she shares it with you and you don't think we ain't going to share it with you. We love you. Of course we're going to gross you out. But yes, on Snapchat, <laughs> at STD Pod, know that if you're talking to anybody on Snapchat, that's me. just you. I yeah. don't have it. I dare not have it. But yes, IG, Facebook, Spread the Dread Podcast, and at Gmail, Spread the Dread Podcast at gmail.com, and on Snapchat, STD Pod. All right, have we dealt with business enough at this point? We have handled everything, Joe. <laughs> we, we've, we've gotten it all handled. Okay. You ready to talk about Fritz Honka? Yes, I The am. Hamburg hooker hacker? Yep. All right, so I'm going to turn it right back to you because nobody does that beautiful bio quite like Joe STD, so hit us with it right now, girl. All right, so Fritz Honka was actually born to Frederick Paul Fritz Honka on July 31st, 1935 in Leipzig, Germany. Yeah, Leipzig, Germany. Leipzig, Leipzig, Germany. He died October 19, 1998 at 63 years of age. Um, he was actually convicted of killing four women. Yes, so for all of you so people who... So the you saw on oh, the cover. Yeah, yeah, that's the four. That's yeah, the four that women. Yeah, was the four. And he that's Fritz Honka's fucked up, wacky-ass yeah. face. See, the dude really looked like that. We're going to tell you why. But for all of you last week, it was just like, well, Armin, he... I mean, he only got one victim, and yeah, he ate him over the course of nine to ten months, mm-hmm. but that's not enough. We got you by threefold at this point. Motherfuckers, so. yeah. And we stayed in the same country just to prove that Germany's just as fucked up as America and the rest of the world, as if you didn't know that. A <laughs> wink and a nod towards roughly the 30s and 40s of Germany. <laughs> but yes, we are talking about Fritz Honka, and I promise a lot of y'all don't know about Fritz Honka, and we get this all the time. We get this all the time, people being like, yo, I love that y'all cover. We, we seek it out. We like to yeah. mix it up. Don't worry. Eventually, we will cover Ted Bundy, Dahmer. Yeah. We're, not, we're not avoiding them, but we already there's know so, so many, much about them. I wouldn't say there's, uh, we're avoiding them, but there's like so many other people that are far more interesting that we personally didn't know yes. anything about. Yes. And then we'll be told by like the Darwin deviations of our followers. Shout that, out to Darwin's deviations. Yeah, dude, like, y'all, thank yeah. you so yes. much. Like, so, but we'll, we'll be like, oh, who the fuck is that? And we're like, oh, we'll do a deeper dive. Like, oh, I remember talking about that. Oh, I've never heard of this. And it ends up on our list. That's the reason why the Bundys and the Dahmers get pushed back so far. Because, like, yeah. we want to know more. Is we it- personally want to do more research. We personally want to know more so that we can share that knowledge. Well, yeah. And, I mean, if you're listening to us, you're interested in true crime and, obviously, foul language and sexually inappropriate <laughs> jokes and yada, yada, yada. But and you're not a it's- snowflake. <laughs> uh, no, no. If you're a snowflake, you've already melted and turned into whatever the fuck they turn into, and you have hardened <laughs> if you are still with us. But no, that's the kind of way we like to take it. We we have them on the list, and I'm not going to say like, oh, we'll, we'll we'll spread the dread. Ever cover Ted Bundy? Maybe, maybe. It'll probably be once we are literally like our backs Grasping are against the wall. Straws. Yeah, because everyone's like, well, we like you guys. Y'all are fucked up. Y'all, you know, we want to hear your take on it. We get that. We love obscure personally. Exactly. Well, because the thing of it is, is that for every Ted Bundy, there's five or ten other people that were in his vein 
that most people don't know about. I would Ted honestly, Bundy's I not would, unique. I, I would have gone on a branch and just say, like, it's like 50 to 100 other Maybe. people we have no fucking idea Certainly about. Certainly, if, if you're, t- if you're casting a worldwide MO. net. Yeah, yeah, if you're casting a Absolutely. worldwide net. And we do. Ted Bundy's not unique. Jeffrey no. Dahmer's not. I don't nope. care. If you're American, that's Even great. Even Manson. Like, no. Not, well, fucking we can get on Manson all day. That motherfucker <laughs> never killed anybody, and I will fucking step off my soapbox right quickly after saying that. <laughs> However, but yeah, so that's why we like to focus on these. So we hope y'all enjoy this, and I know a lot of people are just like, ah, I don't know who it is. Tune in, motherfuckers. We ain't bringing you some fucking bullshit. We're bringing you the dread like we yeah. always do. Obscura. Exactly. So, Joe, let's get into Fritz Honka's early life. So, now, Fritz Honka, he was the third born of ten children. I guess I guess Germany also has Catholics and Mormons. Uh, either that or German fucking wiener schnitzel just makes you hard as a rock, and they just started fucking. Uh, but, yeah, so he was the third of ten children, uh, even though three of his siblings actually died during childbirth, as was the style at the time. So, okay, so I, I want you to clarify for us. So he was third born of third children, so, or of uh, ten children. So was that minus the three that died, or was that I, plus to, the three that died? To be fair, and I, I mean, this is what I love about this podcast, because like we do Snowtown, and then suddenly an Australian person who's been listening for the past five weeks jumps in out of nowhere <laughs> and gives us a, bo- a boatload of knowledge. Yeah. The same thing is going to happen here. Yeah. I'm going to I don't know. I'm going to assume with, because, I mean, again, everybody knows we swear a lot. We do this drunk. But we don't just go on Wikipedia and record this shit no. like your other favorite fucked up true crime podcast. Wikipedia I ain't sucks. naming names. Yeah. Well, it's a good it's a good source for shit, but you gotta cross reference that okay, shit. But that's the thing; it's like a great reference point. But then when you start cross referencing, you're like, Holy "Oh yeah, shit, this yeah, sucks ass." Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you what: if I have if I have four sources and Wikipedia says one thing, and only one other source says something different. I usually tend to put my notes on the other story, particularly if it's coming from a news agency or something like that. But I promise you, your favorite quote-unquote popular true crime podcast, which we hope to be there 10 years from now, which is probably how long it'll take us for the other people (laughs) to die off and create space, they ain't doing that. They're going right to Wikipedia. They're cutting this shit for y'all. And you know what? And I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to dust my shoulders off and brag for 20 seconds. We get those quotes all the time, everybody, and, and it's in the reviews, too, which shout out to our reviewers. If you want that five-star super spreader, exclusive spread the Help dread sticker. on Apple, because we already got, Apple. like, three negative reviews it, on Apple. I only saw one. No, we're up to three now. <laughs> hey, well, fuck them. Fuck them. I don't give a goddamn. Fuck it. You think you're going to stop Apple's us? Not our I hope you're platform. listening fuck right em. now. No, we're Spotify, motherfucker. We got yeah. all of them, but Apple... Dude, Spotify outstrips Apple for us personally yes. by a goddamn country mile because the fucked up motherfuckers own Androids and Apples. <laughs> Just like us. We're recording this on an iMac and my Motorola phone's sitting right next to me, goddammit. <laughs> I ain't fucking I ain't fucking choosy. Um, but a lot of people reached out to us and be like, hey, I like the fact that 
y'all bring some fucked up humor, but y'all bring a lot of shit I didn't know. Even people who have heard of these people before, yeah. some of the more obscure is like, hey, I didn't know this. And what was your sources? And we provide and we save. Again, we don't ever do a script. This shit's completely off the script. We do bullet point notes. Yeah. And that's it. And we just fucking freestyle this shit for better or but worse. Like we're in college. We do save our references. Exactly. They're and you on can reach out. At, yeah. You can reach out at any time and say, hey, what was that article y'all got that from? Yeah. No. We'll give you the articles. We will not give you direct links to images. No, 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 no. Because we're not no. trying to get in trouble about that no, shit. But either way, not. but that's what we try to do here. So let's get, he was the third born of 10 children. Uh, three siblings died during childbirth. So I'm going to say seven made it. Uh, regardless, he was the third born, Joe. Yeah. His father was Fritz Honka Sr. Now, Fritz Honka Sr., uh, he was a carpenter, a firefighter. So and Jesus. And, huh? Sorry. I was like, he's Jesus? <laughs> I don't know if Jesus ever fought fires. I don't know what Jerusalem fires looked like back then. I was actually then. talking about the carpenter aspect. No, I know. I know where you were going. You went for the easy joke, Joe. Yeah. I'm here to pull you through it. Uh, uh, but, and he was also, Joe, a noted communist. Oh. Imagine that. <laughs> um, he was also, again, German and uh, in the 30s. Severe alcoholic. Which we can agree with. Severe, severe is not my word. Literally, I'm not going to lie. I had like four or five different sources for this story. Two of them. both. Now, they could have been piggybacking. I'm not going to say. But two of them literally used the word severe alcoholic. End quote. So I put in the notes that he was a severe <laughs> alcoholic and he was actually abusive to Fritz. Um, now, the cool, well, not cool, but the interesting thing about Fritz Honka Sr. is he was in a concentration camp, Joe, for being a communist. Now, this is obviously the Nazi invasion, yeah, all that other yeah. shit, but he was a communist. The Nazis were not communists. Nazi was an abbreviation for National Socialist. I ain't getting into politics. But they weren't a communist party. They were technically a socialist, socialist party yep. that maybe turned into fascism later. But Fritz, Hon Fritz Honka Sr. was all about that communism. Uh, and he was put into a concentration camp as such, but was eventually freed at the end of the war and died in 1946 of a combination of alcoholism and health issues. So, Joe, tell us about Mama Honka. So, Mama Honka was Elsa Honka. And she was actually a cleaning lady. But after the death of her husband, Fritz Sr., she was actually unable to cope with raising all the children herself. Oh, yeah, it was seven of them. Yeah, like, fuck that. That's a lot of goddamn kids. You are so fucking outnumbered. Yep, and no matter her Catholic or Mormon faith, <laughs> we're obviously projecting here because we know Catholics and Mormons have a problem with lambskin and latex. <laughs> If you're listening, we love you, but you know who you are. Back to Joe. So Fritz and his siblings actually grew up in orphanages around Leipzig, Germany. Yeah, yeah. She so so she gave them up. She was like, yeah, I cannot she, handle this. I only have a fix. You know, I only have so much income coming in. I can't handle all these young ones by myself. Here y'all go. Yeah, that was. And it. they grew up in orphanages, which was the style at the time. Um, but yeah, so she was giving away, uh, so Fritz Honka, he actually had a speech impediment. Now I want you to right now, when I said that, I want you to look at the cover art we showed you of a picture of Fritz Honka and tell me a speech impediment was the least of this motherfucker's problems. He's got an eye 
looking into the future and one eye looking at the present. I feel so bad because I had a horrible stuttering problem when I was a kid. Well, I'm like, <laughs> speech impediment umbrellas so many you, other you, things. You had a speech impediment. Fritz Honka had a speech impediment. <laughs> he had an eye impediment. He had a brain impediment. <laughs> he had like the fuck, uh, fuck. He was like, like, I don't know, like the Highlander of dyslexia. <laughs> It just affected everything. There could be only one. It was Fritz Honka. Um, but he he was often teased for this, as, as I'm doing right now, because I'm a fucking bully. Um, he was teased for this, as well as his appearance. Now, you look at the picture of Fritz Honka. We're going to get into why Fritz Honka looks so fucked up. He wasn't fucked up from birth. Yeah. It was literally God taking nice, straight, right hooks <laughs> at the soul of this man over the entirety of his fucking life that resulted in the that resulted in the picture you see before you on your phone, tablet or computer right fucking now. As is tradition. Yes. Uh, but 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 Fritz Joe, he was never really able to adjust to school. He just never really, you know, we we've known people like that. Yeah. Uh good and bad. It's not like initially a bad thing. Uh but Fritz now we're jumping a little bit ahead of ourselves, but it's Fritz during his trial, speaking about his childhood, Fritz actually claimed, and Joe, I looked, I dug, and I fucking dug. I went on European sites, I dug. The best that, that I could find was literally his statement. Uh, said that Fritz, uh, Fritz Honka Jr., but Fritz Honka, the guy we're talking about, said during his trial that he had also been in a concentration camp uh, during the world during World War II, and was actually freed by the Russians. But there's been no certified data to back it up. Now, if you're like me, you look at the cover art, you say, "Okay, no data backs it up because this guy's a fucking lunatic." Why would it? I, I don't know. No one could say. Maybe Fritz Honka was being a thousand percent honest, but there is nobody's been able to validate. Not the German court system, prosecution, defense. Nobody's been able to back it up. But that is. However, what Fritz Honka claimed about his youth. So now, Joe, let's fast forward to 1950. Fritz Honka, he's 15 years old. He's not in school anymore. Yeah, but he's a young adult. Right, but well, he's 15, but different times. It's 1950s, and it's also post-World War II Germany. Nobody listening to... Orphanage care. Bro, the the orphanages have been bombed. They are raided. It's fucking fucking everybody for them fucking selves. Uh, But Fritz, at 15, decided he would want to apprentice as a bricklayer. But he ended up abandoning this path as he discovered he had a severe allergy to something in the cement mixture. And And that was another thing, because I was like, please tell me that this motherfucker was not allergic to cement. Because I'm going to imagine, especially post-World War II Germany, there was a lot of goddamn cement around. And is that why he had the cockeye and other things? Before I dug into the notes, but it's some sort of additive or chemical that they put into it afterwards. I could never find an actual name for it. Of course, Fritz didn't go to a doctor and get an allergy panel run on his goofy ass or anything like that. But there was something that was being added into the cement that he was actually allergic to, so he had to abandon those dreams, Joe. Yeah. So in 51, Fritz left Leipzig, Germany, and moved west to the small village of Brockhoff. Brockhoff, I'm sure we're mispronouncing that. If you're a German dreadhead, feel free to pop into our fucking DMs like every other dreadhead from another country. 
No, yeah. no, all I'm of them have been nice, it. but they were just like, hey, American, I appreciate you bringing light to my country, but here's some facts. Yeah. 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 But, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love no, I love it. it. For real, for real, keep yeah. it up. We've Correct we've established. horrible pronunciation. We've established some of our best friends. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. No, we love that correction. Yep. So, like we said, in 51, he left Germany, and he moved west to the small village Well, he left Brockhoff. Leipzig. He's still in Leipzig. Germany. He went yeah. to Brockhoff. Yeah, sorry. So, he worked as an unskilled farm laborer. Look at the picture again. <laughs> Tell me that's not the face of an unskilled farm laborer. <laughs> so, he started to develop his lifelong love affair with alcohol, which I can respect. Foreshadowing. Yeah, quarantine. Um, yeah, no <laughs> shit, baby. Good, good call. Look at you. Um. He ended up having a uh, sexual affair with a woman named Margaret. Keep in mind, at this point, both of his eyes focused forward. So he was able to look at Margaret dead eyed with both double. deep enough in these notes. I, well, I wrote these John's notes. Note I morning. wrote these notes. No, yeah, yeah. He was able to look at, at Margaret fucking eye to eye. He wasn't looking <laughs> at Margaret and, you know, God, what was God, going. What? You know, looking at Margaret and also looking back at Leipzig where he came from at the same time. <laughs> While he was pumping a kid into her. But yeah, go, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So he, had a, so he had a sexual affair with Margaret, and she ended up giving birth to his very first child, a son named Henry. Heinrich. Heinrich. I'm sure named after Heinrich Himmler. <laughs> if you know about World War II, that's just... I know but, I know that's a normal name. Yeah. But after World War so II, maybe dial pump, back. He could pump some seed, but he couldn't pay the deed. So when Fritz what? was ordered to pay you, No, stop, stop. <laughs> Did you just rap? Yeah. Joe just rapped. Say it oh, again. No, one what? more time. Say it one more time. No, even. freestyle. She said, she said he could pump the seed, but couldn't pay the deed. <laughs> Wow. And this is the first time I've looked at the notes. You keep doing this. We're going to have to bring somebody else in with a psychiatry <laughs> degree who's not going to make these jokes. <laughs> but I digress and give you back the floor, Jam Master <laughs> Jay, for Johanna. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so when he was, when Fritz was ordered to pay alimony, he fled Brokhoff. Nope. Can't he pay it. He never not paid the alimony. No. He never saw Margaret or Heinrich again. No. He was like, peace out. Yeah. He, fuck, he fucking threw them deuces and fucking fled to Hamburg, Germany, Joe. Mm. 1956. We got a 21-year-old Fritz. He's got a fucking lover and a child waiting for him back in Brockhoff. They're going to keep waiting. Uh. He, spoiler alert. Margaret and Heinrich never <laughs> show back up in these notes. If you think Fritz ever did the right thing, Tune off now. Why would we be talking about him if he fucking had any redeeming qualities? Absolutely. But yes, 1956, Fritz is 21, arrives in Hamburg. He gets a job, Joe, as a harbor worker. Everyone bear with me. I've been yeah. drinking vodka, not what, not schnapps. So I'm going to say this probably in a Russian accent versus a German one. Is that take a swig of my truly? He got a harbor worker job at Hovalts Zverich Deutsche Werft. Uh, which is, it's, you know, it's a harbor job. <laughs> I don't know what else to say to you. Uh, but yeah, so, but, but, but for someone like Fritz, th this was a good job, Joey. I mean, he was, he was out of school. He didn't graduate. You know, he was an unskilled laborer. So the, the, have I said this is a well-paying job? Especially for, for the path he was right, on. Right. For someone like Fritz, this was, this was the point where he can, he could look back and say, Hey, I 
well, he couldn't, even yeah. though he was constantly looking forward and looking back. If you again look at the picture that we gave you, I, I'm not going to stop making these jokes. Again, if you want, if you want people not to make these, go listen to our promo swap true crime IRL. If you want the fucked up shit, stay with the dread. However, yeah, for someone with Fritz's upbringing and his educational background and the path he had he had created, you know, prior to this. This was a good, honest living. He could have raised the family off of it. He could have been a nice, just working class, regular Joe so and been could, fine. Yeah, but say so. Supposedly, he feels like he's on the right path. But Fritz, at this point in his life, was involved in a serious traffic accident. And here <laughs> comes the eye that continuously looks back at the path that he did not take. Yes, in so, Hamburg, he was involved in a serious traffic accident. Yeah, Joe, go. you got to do it. So, so, do no, it. so again, and I, I, this is pulled directly from sources. <laughs> this resulted in his trademark crooked and smashed nose <laughs> and his wandering eye. <laughs> he, he also, I can't. You got to, you got to duck away further from the mic than that. Everyone knows you and loves your endearing, shitty laugh. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so Fritz Honka, he got he was involved, and when we say serious traffic accident, he didn't get T-boned in his car. The motherfucker got hit by a car. His body was hit by an automobile, probably while drunk, either traveling to or from the war for he worked. You put trademark crooked. I didn't put that. The sources, the journalistic integrity infused sources said trademark crooked nose. Uh, but yeah, and it also resulted in him kind of being narrow-eyed and squinting for the rest of his life. It fucked him up, everybody. If so you thought he was fucked up, now for- German. Now he's partially I want to let everybody know that despite how awful of a human being I am, the person who just cracked the Asian joke, she is half Irish and half Filipino. If and you, I look if way you, more if if. If you don't have anything more than a quarter Asian in your blood and you heard her say that and you went, that's racist, guess what? Fuck you. You're the racist, you (laughs) dumb fuck. You are denying the rights of Asian minorities that host this podcast, you white knighting motherfucker or motherfuckette or either or in between whatever. So back off with that shit. But yes, so this resulted in his squinty eyes and his, his crooked nose. Now, Fritz Honka was a tiny man. Yeah, I'm only five foot four, and he's only five five. Yeah, yeah. Even oh. at Fritz Honka's, <laughs> even at Fritz Honka's peak, Joe could have took him in a fist fight without fucking fail. He could have been five ten. I still took him. But you I'm did again. Wait for anyone who listens to our older episodes. That's why I didn't ask you out in high school because I saw you beat up a guy on the playground in high school, and I said, "Fuck that shit. I ain't telling her nothing." <laughs> Uh, but because of all this coupled together, Joe, it was it was really affecting his self confidence. You know, he had the one, he had the wonky eye. He was only five foot five. Uh, again, you're coming out of Hitler's Germany, yeah. where he's producing these blonde haired, blue eyed fucking Rocky Balboas. They're all six foot one, dicks to their ankles. And then you got little fucking squinty, limping, crooked nosed Fritz Honka, just trying to survive on schnapps and fucking Harbor Master fucking money. <laughs> So he wasn't feeling too good about himself. But in 1957, Joe, Fritz actually met his future wife, Inga, Inga Busselman. Tell us about Inga. So they married almost immediately upon meeting each Fritz other. Fritz went fucking hell. She said that I'm handsome and I look in the mirror and know I'm not. 
put a no. if you like it, then you better put a ring on it. Nope. If your eye is crooked, you should put a ring on it. Nope. If your nose is kind of crooked, put a ring on it. Nope. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Inga was also an alcoholic like Fritz. If she's drunk like you, you better put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they were often seen at various bars and pubs all uh, all around Hamburg. Yeah. And they would actually often argue and physically fight in public. Now I'm, I'm gonna you right say now, this. I, I, Is this I, us? Well, <laughs> maybe. But I, I I couldn't find any pictures of Inga. But I'm gonna say five foot five, crooked nose, wandering eye, Fritz. I'm gonna imagine she was thicker anger. and yeah. fucking taller. I'm gonna tell you right now. If I went on him. a blind date with someone named uh, uh, Inga Busselman, I'm gonna do some weightlifting, even for just a drink. Be like, <laughs> hey, at any given moment, I may say something wrong to this broad, and she's gonna fucking attack. And I better be ready, Joe. <laughs> so obviously, between sometime between 1958 and 59. Fritz and Inga welcomed their son, Fritz Hunka the Third. Because what a name! You gotta fucking pass it. Look at the, the 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 glories of communist concentration camp survivor and firefighter and carpenter Fritz Hunka Senior. Look at the accomplishments of five foot five, crooked nose, one eye in the present, one eye in the past, fucking harbor laborer Fritz Hunka. Let's pass it on to a third generation, oh, Joe. Goddamn. So, even despite them having a kid, they actually continue to drink in a controllably fight. Now, when I read this on, on, on the articles, I kept trying to go, okay, well, where was Fritz Hunka the third? They're fighting in pubs. And as much as I love to romanticize about this time in Germany and figure that the baby pram, yes, that's European for baby stroller, was right in the pub with them as they fist fought. I don't know if that was allowed. So, I don't know where the kid was. While they were still frequenting the bars of Hamburg. I have no idea. Um, but anyways, either, whatever happened, this actually led them to losing their house. And they ended up spending their nights in various homeless shelters because of their drinking and because of their fighting. And so in 1960, Inga ended up leaving Fritz after he lost his job and she learned of an extramarital affair. So, so there was somebody else in town who was like, Jesus this, Christ, this, Hamburg. Yeah, this five foot four doopy looking motherfucker with this, like, not even fucking cross eyed, like, fucking this left and right fucking eyes is like, oh, he's hot. I'll fuck him. Yeah, he, he, could, he could tell you if the crosswalking sign light had went on and also if there was a red light at the intersection behind him <laughs> and somebody saw him in the street and was like, he reeks of fucking ocean water fish and fucking schnapps. I'm going to ride that fucking man out. <laughs> Couldn't find her name. Bro. Couldn't find her name. I'm sure she did everything she could to fucking hide it. But yeah, that is what happened, Joe. So despite all this shadiness, the divorce was short-lived. Inga, <laughs> Inga needed some more fucking hunka. Yeah. Dunka, mine hunka. Uh, uh. Got a hunka, hunka, burning love. <laughs> <laughs> they end up reconciling. So Fritz and Inga reconciled this fucking divorce that lets you know how much inga was also drinking yeah the fact that she was like yeah i can't do better yeah and the drinking and the violence continues 
uh, continue as it had before, and the couple eventually split for good in 1967. I love that they reconciled. I would say, you know, they split in 60, so I'd say they reconciled by 61, 62 at the latest, right? So five years. So, so they had, they had spent three month. years together, and Inga was like, this ain't working. I got to leave his drunken ass. Came back within nine to 18 months and then stayed almost double the amount. I want to think that Inga was looking for someone that could give her a proper fist fight and she couldn't find it either. She overwhelmed them. Oh, I would say they overwhelmed her and she was like, all right, fuck this shit. I'm not going to keep getting these big burly German fucking Superman bastards in here beating the fuck out of me (laughs) when I got a perfectly good cockeyed weasel at fucking home right now. I could go beat the shit out of. So yeah, that happened. They got they they finally split for good in '67. Yeah, and after that final sp- uh, that final split, Fritz moved to an apartment in the Autisen neighborhood of Hamburg, Germany, and this area was known for crime and poverty and prostitution. So now, Joe, that brings us to 1970. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Fritz Honka at this point was working as a night watchman for Shell. I don't know if that's the same, you know, the gas station people. I'm going to assume. Shell oil. Whatever. Yeah, something yeah. like that. And he, was, and he was, of course, frequenting pubs around the Reeperbahn, which is an area of Hamburg, uh, for prostitutes. Now, his favorite pub, Joe... Was Der Golden Handschuh, aka the, the, the Golden, Golden Glove. Glove. We're gonna get into yeah. that. That's how we found out about Fritz Honka, yeah. and we'll, we'll we'll wrap that up at the end. Uh, now now, Joe, Fritz Honka didn't think too highly of himself. Nope, and that was the reason why he would seek out older prostitutes past their prime, and due to his low self esteem and disfigured face. Yes. They were prime fucking pickings. Yeah, he wouldn't even go after... Now, again, these people are... I won't say that Fritz wasn't paying them cash. He was not giving them no, money. Probably, he, was he was giving them shelter drinks. and booze. Yeah. Uh, but even at that point, with giving him free housing and some booze and shit like that, Fritz was still not seeking out the creme de la creme. He was seeking out the crap de la crap. <laughs> Purposefully. He was seeking it. Um, but on top of that, yeah, yeah, he also preferred the prostitutes to be toothless. Yes. As he enjoyed oral sex versus actual sex. That is, and I back that up on several fucking uh, sources. So that is the truth. Fritz also had an unfounded fear of having his penis mutilated during oral sex. So I'm going to guess Fritz had, the only thing he had going for him was a good dick. <laughs> And he was like, look, the good Lord Jesus, save your father above, baby Jesus, the Nazarenes, December 25th. He has taken everything he could at me. He's given me nothing but fucking right jabs and left upper, co- upper hooks my, fuck, my whole life. Yeah. But he, I got a good dick going on. For a five-foot dude with a cock eye and a crooked nose, I got a fine dick. Let's protect that dick. And so, yeah, he was but seeking out. I love out, oral sex. Yeah, so, yeah, hey. Well, but you know, I have a fear of somebody chomping down on I'm my I'm not in the age bracket yet of wanting a quote-unquote gummer. I'm not going to oh. say it doesn't feel good, whatever, for anyone out there who's had it. Please, Snapchat Joe. No, Snapchat no, Joe. No, yes, no, I absolutely. Don't, I don't That's at know. STD pod oh. on Snapchat. But this was no. Fritz's thing. Now, Joe, in December of 1970, 
Fritz met a woman named Gertrude Brower. She was a 42-year-old hairdresser and occasional prostitute. Uh, he, he persuaded her to go to his apartment where they drank all night and passed out. Oh, this is so fucked up. So in oh, the yeah. morning, a sober Gertrude was no longer willing to engage in oral sex with She woke up Fritz. and went, wait a second. Now, last night, your eyes were both looking in the same direction. <laughs> What the fuck? Am I, am I drunk now, Either or was way. I drunk then? Either way, Fritz, he was enraged, and he strangled her yes, he to did. death. Yes, he did. Strangled she her to like, death. Oh, shit, I got, oh, god damn it, I got too fucking drunk. Ooh, I'm sorry I drank all your, fuck. I'm sorry I drank all your schnapps, and there's no more left for this morning, but I ain't sucking your dick. Yeah. Because there's no more schnapps left, Fritz. Yep. And that sent him into a rage, uh, and, and yeah, he strangled her to death. Now... Realizing he, he had to he had to dispose of the body, and due to his small size, now per reports he tried to actually move. But he knew he couldn't move it. No, he tried so though. But he tr- he tried, and apparently per one report, he got her onto the stairwell of his apartment, mm. and was just so fucking winded he he could he he, he was, was like, at that point this. he drug her back in. Yeah, um, but- you know he couldn't move it. Fritz did what, Joe? Dismembered Gertrude's fucking body. The Hamburg hooker hacker. Yeah, so he ended up wrapping her body uh, her body parts up and hid them in various places around the area. Now, yeah, the area the of his area, apartment. Yeah, I was about to say, the area of his fucking attic level fucking apartment. Yep. So on a good day. There wasn't even enough fucking wind to take out that goddamn smell. Well, no, so 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 he hacked her up, but he only took out maybe a half, three fifths of her body to various places. Then he was just too drunk to fucking do anything else. So he had access to this shared attic in the apartment, whatever. I'm not from Germany. Nobody listening to this podcast is from Germany at that time, but it was a shared attic that he had access to. So the remaining pieces of Gertrude, he actually stored in the attic uh, some of the larger pieces of her. And, of the course... The attic, like, storage. So yeah. So attic storage. So, if, like, if you've ever been on a top level of fucking, uh, even American fucking house, these are those half doors that come, like, knee-high to a fucking grasshopper that you open up by, like, yeah. some weird latch. And that is supposed to be your entryway into the attic yeah. space where you put insulation all that other, like, Random fucking storage. No, he decided instead of putting Christmas decorations in this little <laughs> fucking space, he decided I'm gonna put Gertrude like dismembered like somewhat the, body. The parts heavier parts I can't yeah. manhandle. I'm yeah. gonna just slide those in there. Well, it wasn't too long, Joe, before the neighbors started to complain about the smell <laughs> and even called the cops. Now Fritz, being the upstanding uh. Hamburg German citizen, he blamed the smell on the cooking of his immigrant neighbors. Now, again. I.e., at this point in time, were mostly Greek and also French immigrants. And now, let's not forget, we're at the 70s. We're not even more than, we're like a couple decades removed <laughs> from Nazi Germany. So the cops said, oh, your immigrant neighbors cooking smells like dead corpses? Well, that makes sense, sir. We're sorry we bothered you. You yeah. have a guten tag and have a great fucking day. <laughs> And they were they bought it. They were fine with that. Um, but 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 now when the police visited him, at, well, sorry, after the police had came to visit him, 
He started buying basically the German equivalent of those little fucking pine trees. The pine pine tree air fresheners you hang (laughs) from the fucking rear view of your fucking car after you. You know how goddamn fucking drunk he was. After you subbed out your car, smoking a fucking joint with your fucking lover or best friend, and you were like, "This will cover it." No, it didn't. No, it didn't. But now Fritz apparently fucking he should have had stock in these shits because he had them just all over his fucking apartment. Um, but. But, Joe, the funky thing is, outside of the smell of Fritz's apartment being funky, <laughs> and the Fritz, smell of him. Uh, well, God, he looks like he yeah, reeked. Yeah, there was some smell there. I bet he peed nightly in, and just rewore the underwear. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Everybody Ew. breathe that. Go, go, go. Ew. Taste it. Ew. <laughs> uh, but, but, but after Gertrude, Fritz would not kill again, Joe, for another four years. Uh, roughly a year later, a construction worker in the area found some of Gertrude's remains. The Hamburg police were able to identify the body eventually, but Fritz was not linked to her disappearance or murder. Now, that brings us to August 15th of 1972, Joe. Yeah, and so Fritz almost strangled a prostitute named Ruth Duffner to death. Now, Ruth fled the apartment nude. And reported him to the police for the action and claimed rape as well. But due to the very high blood alcohol level of Fritz at the time and Ruth being a prostitute, he ordered to pay he was only ordered to pay a fine of four thousand marks, but the charge of rape was dropped. Now, having gotten away with murdering one prostitute and raping another and nearly killing the same one, Fritz realized the law nor society cared what happened to these women. So he now has found his victim M.O. Absolutely. And, and, and this led to him, you know, it's theorized that, that Fritz, this is what actually led to Fritz becoming an actual serial killer waiting to strike again because, like Joe just said, he had his M.O. He had his, the path was laid before him yeah. to continue acting out in the manner because he was like, oh, if I, if I keep doing it this way, no one's going to fucking care. Yep. This actually beautifully brings us into him becoming an actual serial yep. killer. And he, and he so the next three took MO. place pretty quickly. Yes. So his MO has been defined. So in August of 1974, Fritz met 53-year-old prostitute. 54, 54. Oh, I'm sorry. 54-year-old prostitute, Anna Bouchel. Bouchel. And invited her back to his apartment. Now, Fritz strangled her, claiming that she was not passionate enough during their sexual activities. Now, while Joe giggles, look at the picture for this podcast. This man said to one of these women, I, we don't have them marked. I'm sure we, the original source material had them marked. But one of these women were not being Passion passionate enough. enough towards this motherfucker while engaging in sex with him. Yeah. So, being constantly drunk and lazy, you Fritz... Know, Fr- Fritz had a blood alcohol level of living. <laughs> like... Barely living. Right. Like, he was a functioning alcoholic. Like, if you... You know what I'm saying? Fritz... It didn't matter. Was he fine to drive? That didn't matter. He woke up in the morning still breathing, which lets you know his blood alcohol level was fucking through the fucking roof. <laughs> because if it wasn't, he would have died in his fucking sleep. <laughs> yeah. So, he ended up strangling her because, you know, she couldn't perform sexually like he uh, anticipated. And 
being constant drunk and lazy, Fritz dismembered Anna's body and hid all the pieces in the attic like we previously described. Right. Not even disposing of some of the pieces around town like he did with Gertrude. Right. So he was like, fuck it. I already got away with like old big broad Gertrude. Right. I only, what, gave up like a fifth of her fucking body. I'm not even going to go through that. I'm too goddamn No, with, with Gertrude, fuck, it I'm was. I'm just hack her up and I'm going to just throw her in an attic space where she The shared fits. attic space, by the way. Yeah. Any, uh, there was several people in this apartment Anna, that had access to yeah, it. Yeah, Anna's fine. She's right, fine. right. Go but ahead. but Gertrude, he he. The pieces that were easier to carry out, I'm going to assume certain limbs and, and maybe even her head, yada, yada. But I would say mostly the torso, the hips, things like that, the heavier part of anybody's body. I don't care if you weigh 100 pounds. That's the heavier part of your body. That's what he put away. No, no. When it came time for Anna and from fucking here on out, he was just like, I'm not going to fucking. Why would I go throw her arm in this She's dumpster and her leg in that dumpster? They're not going to give a fuck. Yep. I got away with it before. I am fucking drunk. We'll just put her in the fucking attic. But that also lends its credence to like how highly he even thought of other women in this particular yes. venue of of of, of employment. Right. It's because they're like, oh, he, he he's just like, oh, they're prostitutes. Yeah. Gonna give they're whores. Shit. No one's going to give a shit. Yeah, I don't have enough in me to even fucking like dismember well, because them and throw them out. Basically Nobody from what, cares. I don't care. Nobody cares. Basically from what I, I read with uh, the German police when it came to Gertrude was they, they gave a shit up until the point they were able to identify who she was. And once they realized, okay, she does, she does hairdressing and she's a former full-time prostitute who now still occasionally does prostitution. The, the German authorities basically stopped there. Um, they didn't really investigate. So it's not and like this is the problem. Fritz. This is the problem with not lawfully allow women. To yes. Prostitute yeah. Sex. Anyone who knows this knows me and Joe are pro sex worker. Legalize yeah. that shit fucking now. Protect but, them. Exactly. But with Gertrude, they basically, once they realized that they were like, Oh, case solved. Who gives a fuck at this point? And so Fritz kind of took their, their, their way of feeling about shit and applied it to Anna, which leads us, Joe, to December of 1974. And this is when Fritz met 57-year-old prostitute Frida Robleck and invited her to his place. Now, Fritz claimed that he strangled Freda because she was robbing him but some su- suspect that she was only simply trying to collect her payment and leave while Fritz was passed out. Now, like before, he again dismembered her and hid all the pieces in his attic. Right. So we went from we now. This is a four-year stretch until we get to to Anna Bouchelle in August of 1974. Then we wait. Three to four months, and in December of the same year, he's Shit, got his third quickly. victim of Freda Roblick. We don't even wait a, a full fucking month, Joe. January 1975, Fritz meets 52-year-old Ruth Schultz. Yeah. So they went back to Fritz's apartment and drank gin. Now, Ruth started laughing at Fritz for some, like, God knows what fucking reason, and he hit her over the head with a gin bottle. He strangled her and dismembered her like the previous three murders. Now, however, Ruth was a much larger woman, and Fritz could not lift her parts into his attic. No. Instead, he hid the pieces, her body fucking pieces, behind some paneling in his apartment. 
So that brings us to all four of Fritz Honka's victims after the killing of 52-year-old Ruth Schultz in January 1975. Again, he liked to strangle them. We call him the Hamburg Hooker Hacker because afterwards he would hack up their bodies. The first one, Gertrude, he tried to dispose of, could not fucking do it. He basically hacked her up out of necessity yeah. to try to get rid of as many pieces as he could. But then when he necessity got away with and it. Anxiety. Necessity yeah, well, yeah. and anxiety. He, he was freaking out and then I'll, he realized. I will agree with you, but not knowing why I agree with you because I know you have a BS in psychology, so you're probably right. But either way, he waited four more years and then took out three other women literally within six months. Yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, August, September, October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, six roughish months, he took out the other three women and did the exact same thing. Clearly feeling like he got away with something with Gertrude, and that was the way to do it. Yeah. Which now brings us the same year that he killed Ruth Schulte, killed her in January 1975, his final victim. Now, We're now at July 15th of 1975, yep. Joe. And so a Fritz's apartment building has caught fire while he was at work. He's still doing the night watchman thing yeah. uh, for Shell, I believe we said it was. Uh, he's still doing all of that during this. And so while he's at work, yes, the apartment catches fire, Joe. Yeah. So the fire was extinguished. And the firemen on scene found a partially decomposed female torso in a bag. Dun, dun, now, dun. when Honka returned home that morning, the police were waiting to question him, but they did not know for sure if he was guilty as other tenants also had access to the attic. Right, so, so they he knew. he was part of that, like, rudimentary, Several people. benign questioning. Yep. But. Yeah, so, so. Again, as we've stated before, Fritz, the, the attic space was a mutual space. There were other people on the same floor as Fritz that had access to the same attic space. Now, again, their entry would have been in their apartment. So, yada, 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 you know, as far as where the, the torso was placed. But again, the, the, the cops would be like, okay, we... Again, just because it's at Fritz Honka's attic entry space doesn't mean it was him. Someone could have done that, you know. So yeah. they questioned anybody else who was home, who had access to that area. They were basically waiting around for Fritz because he was the last one to be interviewed because he was at work. But Honka, despite all of what you just said, he knew he'd eventually be caught yeah. in his own gut. Look at me. I'm 5'5". Five five. <laughs> My nose points to my asshole. I have one eye in the f uh, present, one, one eye in, in the, the past. past. Yeah. It's he done, knew. son. Yeah. He knew what was going to happen. Yeah. And Fritz Honka confessed and was arrested on the spot. Yeah, exactly. Which leads us to, uh, of course, his trial and conviction. Joe Fritz Honka was found guilty of one count of murder. And, and three counts of manslaughter in 76. Yeah, I, I, I'm not oh quite sure. Man, manslaughter. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm going to assume that when they found the one corpse, that was the only one they could possibly identify, maybe. No. So, I don't know. Well, so tell me if you, you know something different. Okay, so usually manslaughter means that you have some other, like. Like an alibi? Yeah. Or so, a reason? Yeah, you have some kind of reason, whether it be mental, you have some other reason, whether it be uh, psychosocial or outside of you psychosocial. Know uh, it usually means this person in this moment was incapable of being a human, so it was outside gotcha. of their leniencies. 
this person only committed and, manslaughter. And the crazy thing is, the crazy thing is, I did these notes, and then I see the sub note here where I answered the own question I just had. Thank you, vodka. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so Fritz Honka's lawyer was able to present Honka as partially, yeah. as partially incapable of guilt due to his childhood and the fact that. Except for Gertrude, the, the, that was the very first one that had taken place like four, four and a half years at this point prior. All the other murders were crimes of passion while he was excessively, excessively inebriated. inebriated. So that's, and that's why. that's the biggest thing with yeah. what comes to like manslaughter in the United States when it comes to like uh, dr- uh, drinking and driving. A lot of the times, if it's not premeditated, even though you would like, let's say that you get out there fucking drunk, you blow like a, a point one, which is like point, oh, I think zero three over top of the limit. You get out there on that road and you kill like a family of fucking five. Right. It's still intended as manslaughter because you didn't get on the road to kill somebody. Yeah, you didn't plan to do it. You were against your own like humanistic fucking vulnerabilities. You were too intoxicated to understand, oh, if I get on that road, I could possibly kill somebody. That's the reason for manslaughter. In the words of the great. Manslaughter is the fucking like, I don't know, the ball slap of the entire fucking like law system. Manslaughter fucking sucks. Or in the words of the great DJ Khaled. You played yourself. That's what manslaughter is. <laughs> However, despite this ruling, Honka was sentenced to only 15 years, Joe, in a, in a psychiatric, psychiatric hospital. hospital. Now, that's again, a big goddamn now, difference. That's fine, but look at the picture on this podcast and tell me that's not a crazy-looking motherfucker. I promise you, his lawyer was like, look, I'm going to say as little as possible and I'm just going to make the jury keep looking at him. And they're going to go, this guy's fucking nuts. Look at him. Look where he's look. He's got one eye on us, and the other one's on a bird across the street through a window. This guy's fucking nuts, though. Uh, but, they, yeah, psychiatric hospital. He was released to a nursing home, Joe, in 1993 under the alias of Peter Jensen. So he spends five years, five years only in this fucking nursing home. And on October 19th, 1998, Prince Honka dies in a hospital in Lingenhorn, Hamburg, Germany, due to poor health caused by his drinking and smoking. So that lets you know that in this entire time, yeah. his butt under a fucking haze. Yeah, no, I, well, yeah. A haze of drinking and then a haze of denial. Well, so he that was in 98. We said, uh, let's see, what was the, he died, he was 63 years old. But it was only five years. That he was out. That he was out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He went into jail, uh, what was it, 76, got out in 93. So he served what? Well, he served pretty much his full term of 15 years Mm -hmm. in the psychiatric hospital. Yeah. And then psychiatric hospital. Yeah. yeah. And then he died. Uh, And and that's that's it. That's fucking Fritz Honka. Now, we always like to bring in some media and pop culture to it. Pop culture is a big reason we even fucking even know about it. Right, and so that brings us now. German writer Heinz Strunk published a novel about Fritz Honka called Der Goldene Handschuh, a.k.a. The Golden Glove in 2016. Now, this book actually won the Wilhelm Rabe uh, Literature Prize and was nominated for the Leipzig Book Fair Prize. A movie adaptation of the same name was released in 2019 from German director Fatih Akin and starred Jonas Dossler. Now, we watched wow. the movie. Jonas wow. Dossler, I, and I recommend, Joe, what was it on? Was it on Shudder? 
It's streaming. I'm. You know what? I'm almost. No, it, it was Shutter. It was, was Shutter. And then we bought the Blu-ray. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, because yeah, we yeah. like to so own stuff. But up, yeah, yeah, but we did watch it on Shutter, and and this is how that we found actor. out about him. Oh now Jonas God. Dossler, who plays Fritz Honka. Now Fritz Honka in most of this movie, uh, you know, he's in his forties, yeah, ish, forties, you know, roughly. But the actor, and he's fun, the the actor is literally fucking like he's like a fucking 22, Nazi wet dream. Holy he is like a, the he's a he is a beautiful, beautiful fucking dude. Yeah. And kudos to Jonas for fucking taking this on because yeah. the makeup effects they put. I'm gonna tell you what. Just look up even an image. And you can actually go to our IG because I posted when we watched it yep. the cover yep. art for the Golden Glove. And look at that. And then go search out Jonas Dossler, yep. who played him. Dude, I, I luckily yeah, we, he's we actually got he's actually got like snap or not Snapchat or like Instagram images of him yep. like in the makeup chair. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't believe I it. I would have never believed it. Yeah. Never would have believed Huge it. Huge props to these fucking special yeah. effects. Oh, yeah. It's not just the actor. It is really oh, you know, the that ma- fucking special effects artistry. Well, yeah, because even Holy in the movie, and, and I mean, you listen to this story, there's no real blood and gore shit. No. I mean, he did hack him up, and there are some great scenes in the movie. But he's a funny-looking motherfucker, and that's, y'all could honestly, fucking figure yeah, that shit that's out. That's the most visually striking aspect of yes. Fritz Honka's thing. Again, even in the Golden Glove movie, there's scenes where he is dismembering corpses. They show it off screen. Yeah. Uh, but it's done very well. Yeah, it, and it, it's not his. It's not his auditory input. Oh, it's more the sounds. Yes. of everything that's going but, on. But but it's not Honka in his like his, his verbal spiel. No. it has nothing to do with that. It is all about physical and acting and the physical effects. Yes. it's beautiful. And it's a great movie. It's a yes. very enjoyable. You'll often see it on lists. Now again, we said it came out in 2019. You'll see it on lists of like disturbing movies. Yeah. And it kind of is mostly because, you know, he's he's beating up on some of the girls. There's some simulated rape, but it's nothing where like the girl cuz I hate it. I can watch a lot of shit and we've talked about it before. I hate simulated rape. I know it's a part of stories and I get it. I'm not knocking it for the sake of movies. It was like fourth or fifth date, and you hated me for Irreversible. Oh, Christ. I still haven't made it through that movie. (laughs) Uh, But this one, he was mostly basically raping them while they were passed out and shit. So it's it's, it's honestly, for most people, it's nothing you can't stomach. It's just a dirty-ass movie. It's just grimy. It really, yeah, it makes you feel really fucking unclean. Yes, but but honestly, the entire goddamn time you're like, fuck that house is grimy. Fuck that place yeah, where they're drinking is grimy. He is grimy. I yes. feel gross. Yes, but if you have Shudder and you can deal with <laughs> foreign horror movies, which you, sh- if you're a real horror fan, you got to get used to subtitles. Yes. There's beautiful stuff out there that's not in the English and language. If you ever want to hit some Indonesian shit with me, hit me up on fucking Snapchat. Yep. We'll go through it, bitch. Yeah, Joe, Joe's got a Bastard. boatload fuck y'all? <laughs> of fucking Indonesian horror films oh. on Shudder that she is a big fan of. Mm-hmm. But yeah, absolutely check out the Golden Glove. I think there was maybe maybe another movie, but I can't remember. The Golden Glove is the big dog as far as when it comes it to actual so media, or not media, but like pop culture exposure for Fritz Honka and I can't recommend it it's a great fucking watch and it's okay say I was gonna say no go ahead it's it's very beautiful in its own right because it does a lot of justice the Fritz Honka story 
but also gives a lot of highlight to those who worked on that that uh, special effects team. Oh yeah, and the cinematography and how gritty, no, and it's grimy a- things are. Because like you, you would think, oh, any horror movie is gritty and grimy. No, no. You have to know fucking cinematography. You have to know the people that are going to be willing to view your movie. And they play to you. They play to us. And I loved every fucking well, se- and, and, second but of it. it. Brought, but, and that's the thing is that you have a lot of – and me and Joe, and I'm sure hopefully eventually we'll, down the road we'll get into more of the fact that we, we really are into some really fucked up horror movies. And we, I'd love to talk about them for you all just to kind of give our opinions on them. It, it, you know, but – the Golden Glove, it's gritty and grimy, not in the murder, it's in the setting. Yeah. The way that the bar, the uh, the pub, the Golden yes. Glove looks, the way All Fritz Honka looks, the way the, the people look, they don't make them look gross. These are no. people who are on the bottom end of life. They've never caught breaks. They're fucking drinking to get by and shit like that. It's that kind of grit and grime that's a character and, study. No, it's the grittiest and grime of fucking human beings. Right, but, you, but like, legit cut, humanity. Cut away all the goddamn other fucking bullshit, like, that is the grittiest yeah. fucking human beings. Yeah. Like, we all want to feel love. We all want to find this, like, fucking physical connection. Yep. And despite his upbringing, he always wanted that. He had certain ways that he felt that kind of, like, love and interaction. And if somebody didn't fit into that little that little uh, paradigm, they were, they were automatically fucking enemies. And that's the reason why they became fucking murder kills they they became yeah and that's not to give him any kind of leeway because again no matter what your upbringing you guys have listened to us enough to know that there's you know you could have took somebody else yeah you could have took anybody you could have took someone of fritz honka's bloodline and put the same exact shit and they would have turned out to be a model fucking citizen but you should always want to know why somebody did something yeah it does not matter how fucked up it is you should want to tune into okay why was this person that way? Exactly. What kind of circumstances led up to them being this type of human being? What kind of situations did they go through in their childhood or adolescence or young fucking adulthood? Why is What makes this fucking person tick? And that's what we're saying is like, okay, yeah, he's a fucked up person. He went through some shit. And what he did in his adult life was really goddamn fucked up, but we get where it came from. Right. Well, and that's anybody who enjoys true crime or, or anything psychology. like that, or serial killers, psychology, any of that yeah. stuff is nobody's giving him an excuse. We're we're not giving anyone an excuse, but we are showing you personally their reasons. So with that being said, episode 16 of Spread the Dread Podcast, Fritz Honka is in the books, Joe. Yes. I really enjoyed talking about Fritz Honka. I enjoyed I researching about this it. One. Yes. And I Especially hope after watching Golden Glove. Oh yeah. yeah. Again, again, we're not gonna For get like back onto it, but if time. you if you if you have Shudder, check out the Golden Glove. Yes, it is please. it is in subtitles. The, the the language is German, obviously, but check it out. But again, that's the way we want to do it. You know, Armin Maves is pretty well known to a lot of people. As far as a cannibal case, he's one of the fucking tops. And that was great to see him do great numbers. But the week before, we brought y'all the Gonzalez Valenzuela sisters who were fuck. He's probably they were probably more obscure than Fritz Honka. Yeah, I don't know if a movie even made about him, and the numbers did good. So I want y'all and to I always. Found that you did, you did. But I want y'all <laughs> to always stick with us, and I want y'all to start realizing at this point, hey, if even if you don't know the topic, 
I want y'all to start getting curious about it. Why is yeah. John and Joe bringing it? Because y'all know we bring y'all the fucked up. Yeah. And if you haven't heard about we it, all. don't be upset. We discovered him too and want to share it with you. And that's how we felt about Fritz Honka. And that's the reason why it came to the podcast. Exactly. And that's why it brought y'all Fritz Honka. So again, in closing up, our promo swap this week was True Crime IRL. Check them out on Instagram. Big shout out to Kelly for doing the promo swap with us. Thank you so much for for slumming it. it. (laughs) Slumming it on this shit show with us. Joe, what's the website address they need to check out to stay up to date with everything? Spreadthedreadpodcast.com. One last time, what are they going to find there? They're going to find direct links to all of the most popular fucking podcast websites. Plus our YouTube and our BitChute, plus our social media. Yes, which includes Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat. Again, those donation tiers, we are working on them. Yep. Hopefully by the next episode or the one after that, we're going to be talking about the, the, the donation tiers, which comes with free merch because we are opening up our merch store. Joe's putting in hellacious work, getting some great designs out for y'all with that. Grinding, motherfucker. Grinding. Grinding. <laughs> Abso-fucking-lutely. So again, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Spread the Dread Podcast, and we hope you'll do your own deep dive into Fritz Honka. And even if you don't want to dive deep, definitely, even if you don't have Shudder, Sign up for the 30 days. It's about to be October, motherfuckers. <laughs> you know Shudder's going to be fucking putting down the hammer of Thor during fucking October. I tell you what, sign up for the fucking free trial on Shudder. Hit me up on the, like, the on top the Snapchat. five. Yeah. yeah, Snapchat. Hit me up on Snapchat. I will give you my top fucking five Absolutely. you need to hit up before your tr- your free trial is up. And Just I promise saying. you, The Golden Glove's going to be in that top five. Yes, it's a fantastic sir. movie about a very interesting character that not you enough people know about. You may have a lot of Indonesian horror in there, but I'm just saying it's going to be a good goddamn list. Absolutely. <laughs> so, in closing, like we always do, I'm John. And I'm Joe. And you dreadheads have a great day or a great night, no matter what time it is you're listening to this. And in the words of our man, Jack Torrance. Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?